Have you ever heard of the word right size or right sizing? I love learning about words and their roots, so I found out that this is a pretty young word, first known to be used in 1989. And it's a verb, both transitive and intransitive. And for those of you who are curious and would like to know, um, transitive uses an object and an intransitive does not use an object um, when it's being uh, utilized. So, all right, for those of you who I already lost and about to move on to the next episode or next podcast, please come back and please listen to the rest of the episode because it's a really good one. I won't nerd out anymore on words other than what I'm, the definition I'm going to give you for right-sizing. But before that, in today's fast-paced world, the term downsizing often carries a weight of apprehension and loss. But what if I told you there's a transformative alternative that focuses on gaining rather than giving up? That's where the magic of right sizing comes into play. And I'm taking this definition straight from Marnie's book, who I'm about to introduce to you. Right sizing is moving to or creating a home that is the perfect physical emotional, social, and financial fit for your life today and going forward. A right-sized home is neither too big nor too small. It's near what matters and it contains only those items you need, use, and love. How good does that sound? I had the opportunity to speak with Marnie Jameson, who is a nationally syndicated columnist and author who wrote a book all about this, all about right-sizing. So without further ado, here's my interview with her. I learned so much from her, and I hope that you will too, because she will tell us about her book and how you can implement right-sizing into your current season of life. You're going to love this episode. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to another episode of Organize with Grace. I am ecstatic to have our guest over today and, um, well, not over my house, but, you know, she's through Zoom right now. <laughs> Marnie Jameson, who is a nationally syndicated home design columnist, an award-winning journalist, speaker, and frequent TV guest, and her humorous and helpful column, At Home with Marnie Jameson, appears weekly in two dozen papers nationwide. She is the best-selling author of six books. Now it's going to be seven because we're going to be talking about <laughs> her seventh one, including the widely acclaimed Downsizing the Family Home, What to Save and What to Let Go. So without further ado, here is Marnie Jameson. Thank you so much, Marnie, for being here. Oh, Grace, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. So I want to get started by, um, I know that I read a little bit of your bio, and I want to ask you to share your story, the The one book that is out now, your newest one, like I said, your seventh book, is called Right Size Today to Create Your Best Life tomorrow. And it's a motivational guide for those seeking their ideal home later in life. And so can you tell me more about your story? And then how, you know, after six 
books. I think that's amazing. After six books, what motivated you to write Right Size today? What a great question. So it's been a journey for me too. Uh, I wrote the first book, I wrote several books on downsizing. And the first one I wrote was when I was cleaning out my parents' home. Uh, they'd lived in it for 50 years and they were moving into an assisted living center at 89 years old. And that was a really, really, really hard process. And I, uh, I was writing some columns about it and that became a book, Downsizing the Family Home. And then I wrote Downsizing the Blended Home when I went through a divorce and remarried and had, you know, moved in with my husband and his house plus my house was a lot, was too many too, was one house too many and how to blend, you know, downsize and blend and not hurt feelings. So I've been living in this world of downsizing and, and writing books about it. And then I, I wrote the final book I wrote was um, my last book was called what to do with everything you own to leave the legacy you want. And that's really about thinking of everything and, and creating trusts and wills and making sure that everything you don't leave a mess. And maybe you can turn everything you have into cash and benefit your school or your community or your church or your kids or something. But don't just let it be. So right. I, right. bottom line was I was writing a lot about Things that affect are involve aging, which is not a really happy topic, and things yeah. that affect dying, which is an even less happy topic. And I'm like, gosh, I got to cheer myself up. This is too bad. So <laughs> I decided to write about living. What a good idea! And um, you know, living a right size life. Yeah, thank you. I had to pull myself out of that, you know, that hole. <laughs> and so I, you know, it's really. I've always liked the term right size instead of downsize because, as you know. And getting rid of your stuff is is not a demotion. It is a cleansing and it's simplifying and it makes your life freer and, and actually richer. But yes. there I, I was, you know, the word downsizing is so popular, it becomes part of the vernacular. And I really, really have always thought about it as living my best life now. And what is the right size life? What does that look like? And that's really what we should all be or should have been doing all along. The, yeah. the catch is... The ideal home in the ideal place with the ideal stuff changes with our stage in life. We yes. should keep up, but we don't always. So I wrote this book to get people to accept where they are and to move into lean into willingly and joyfully into their next best place for them. And that may mean changing households, may mean really change, remodeling or moving to another place. So we can talk about that, but it's really yeah. to help people free their minds and say, I don't have to live here forever. And where would I live if I could be anywhere? Yeah, that's awesome. And I myself have been going through the book. And what I love about it so far, Marnie, is that you are able to like capture it so comprehensively, but at the same time, like capture, like, you know, the, the things that concern um, folks when, when this season of life um, has come and like clarifying questions to help them with their decisions. And then it's so practical, you know, that, you know, you can really put it, um, you, you can implement it easily. Um, and so I, Going back to what you just said, I like how you said, um, if you could live anywhere, because I, I feel like that's missing in a lot of our everyday lives. We just kind of go and go and go. And then we don't give ourselves time, um, and the margin to like dream a little bit. And so I love that you, um, provided that, you know, in, in, in the book. So, um, and 
yeah, I just I just love that so far. And you know what chapter I like the most is the uh, chapter six where it says, but my stuff is in the way. <laughs> yeah. So what can that. you say about that when, you know, people feel like it's time and the that's what a lot of my clients are um have a hard time with is the the parting, the letting letting things go. And so what would you have to say? What would you like to say about that when it comes to right sizing when well, I, I back it up time. just a little, and thank you for for your int- introspective comments on the book. And it was meant to be practical. You know, there are a lot mm-hmm. of articles out there about where to retire, best cities to live in, but they're for the general population. And I'm not average. You're not average. I don't think one of our listeners is average. Yeah. So what's what's right for you is not necessarily what's right for me. And so it does take let you take an inventory and you you answer questions and you create. Um, a data driven tool really about what, who are you and what matters to you? And, and it's in a weighted average. Sounds really complicated, but you don't have to multiply any higher than by five to make this work for you. <laughs> um, um, but it, it will help you really define like, okay, so figure out, and then you start dreaming. Is the grass greener? Where should I be? Where, where could I live if I could live anywhere? And then you, then you come, then you get into the reality. The tire hits the road and everyone goes, well, not everyone, but a lot of people say it's too much trouble. And that it's the stuff is in the way. Yeah. I've got this attic full. I've got the basement full. I've got the bedrooms full. Ugh, it's too much trouble. So I, first of all, if, if you can walk away from the show with any other thought, if you are telling yourself it's too much trouble, that is not a good reason to live less than your best life. Plow through it. Great get point. to your better, get it to your better life. You can do this. So furniture. Yeah. it's not worth what you think it is. If it's easily replaceable, some of it can go with you, but sell it off, donate it, do whatever you need to do. Don't let a piece of furniture trap you in a place that's not letting you live your best life. So uh, furniture, there's so many ways, marketplaces, there's furniture concierges I've talked to who help rehome furniture and and help you like you know with the emotional parts of it too but i think that's one another another stumbling block people have are their memories they go oh you know this is yes. where i had you know raised the kids that had 57 potlucks and it, you know had the the you know, the church over in the school meeting whatever it is all the things you know softball games in the backyard yeah you guess what you get to take those memories with you they're not they're not they're Yes. They're hard. They're not in your house. So yeah. memories are not a reason to stay. And the other is what's stopping you, people cite, is this fear. And, you know, fear of change. People don't like change. It's, you know, yeah, well, guess what? It's coming for you. No matter <laughs> what. <laughs> you stay still, it's still coming for you. So why not? Don't let that be an excuse. And and then the final reason I think people don't get where they should be, that, to be to live their best life is complacency. They just default into, well, you know, this is my house. And I, and you, you know, first question off the bat is why do you live where you live? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, it's, they got it many years ago because it was close to their work and they had to commute or it's close to the kid's school, but the kids don't live there anymore or they're not at that job anymore or it was what they could afford at the time. And maybe now they need to spend a little less or they can afford to spend a little more. So 
these are reasons people just sort of stay mired in a house that is uh, is ill-fitted and ill-suited to who they are now. So that complacency part, I would like to say don't let laziness coupled with thoughts of all the reasons you shouldn't create your best life keep you from living it. Wow. Yes. And you know what's funny? I will, you know, when the, when this um, podcast interview is published, I will probably listen to that part two, three times other than when <laughs> I, you know, go and, uh, <laughs> go and edit it. But like, that's such a great, um, that's such a great answer um, because we really need to really get real, get real on, you know, what our current, um, what our current season is and what we want it to be. And, um, I, I believe that this, this book hits it. Um, thank you. Yeah. And so as far as, uh, I would love to know, um, you, you've just really taken us like, to just such a wonderful, you know, wonderful ideas and wonderful recommendations. Um, for the reader, like what are some, uh, if there's anything else that you'd like to add that they will take away from, you know, from this book, if there was, you know, I, there's so much, it's so cool. I mean, I think I have not, I've, I've seen lots of, um, lots of organizing books or, you know, books that uh, help people declutter and things like that. To me, I don't think I've ever seen one that are like, hey, what are you going to do with that thing right there or this thing? And, you know, just the common things like, you know, sheets, um, beds, knives, like, oh, wow, you know, this is so cool to be able to, you know, to read about step by step, like, recommendations directions and so anyway going back to my you know question like what would be something that um you feel that um many readers will take away like you know from this book so i think a couple things um we talked about one and that is an invent a personal inventory about what yeah. matters to you and yeah. finding the where and after you figure out the where it may be in your same community it may be in, in another place in the world when you figure out the where, then you figure out the in what, what is the best size home for you? Do you need more home to accommodate a growing family with grandchildren or kids moving back home? Do you need less home because you don't want to maintain the yard? So really figure out what size home you need. And is it a townhouse? It is a single family home, whatever. So that is, it's where and then in what. And then I think what you're getting to is the with what, the contents. So once you've nailed where you should live and how you're going to get there, then you how to outfit your home and Mm -hmm. live with quality and simplicity and not clutter and chaos is where the book takes you next. And that's part three of the book. So the contents matter. And my lens is need, use, love. If you don't need it, if you don't use it, you don't love it, get rid of it. But I'm not some finger wagging, toss everything mm-hmm. out, you know, organizing type. I, I also want people to to know what to buy. And so I've called that section buy it right the first time yeah. because I am included in this group. A lot of people buy things and they don't really know what makes a, their best qualities. So mm-hmm. they believe the packaging or the branding or the commercials or the advertisements or the coupons or whatever. And they buy towels and sheets and knives and glassware and dishes and all the things you need to outfit a home. And mm-hmm. some of them just don't hit the mark. They don't really deliver. They, they don't really 
they're not good quality. They're just mediocre. And then you buy more knives or more sheets, hoping you get them right because you know it's not quite right. But the old right. ones aren't bad enough to throw away, so they crowd up your closets <laughs> and you don't know what's wrong. And then eventually you learn, oh, the sheets have polyester in them. No wonder I hate them so much. When So my book talks about what properties to look for in everyday household items. It goes room by room by room, mattresses, sheets, bed covers, blankets, pillows. That's just yeah. the bedroom. In the bathroom, we get the bath soap is a whole chapter. Kitchen, we have tea towels, <laughs> knives, you name it. So what makes a great knife? What makes a great kitchen towel? And then you stop buying the stuff that's mediocre and you fill your house only with things that are super high performance and filling your, lifting you up every day. Yeah. But Marnie, what if I needed it just in case? Oh, that just in case. <laughs> well, if you need it, you can keep it. But somebody asked me the other day, like, I have all these gadgets in my kitchen. And, you know, I, I just, oh, you know, I have too many gadgets, but I don't know what to do. I don't like to have anything that does one thing, like scrubs the yeah. top of a mushroom, right? right? I'm sure you can find something else to cook clean the top of your mushroom than your mushroom brush cleaner. So um, try not to get gadgety. And if you have something else that can do the job, get it. If something only does one job and it's kind of stupid, get rid of it. Clever as it might be. <laughs> so I guess that'll be my answer for that. <laughs> well, Marnie, oh my goodness. It has been so delightful um, to talk with you and to, um, talk about your book and, and um, Marnie, where can they get your book where, you know, in addition to Amazon and, you know, where and, and number one, where it's, it's on sale now. Right. And yes, um, came out January 2nd, available everywhere books are sold. And if they want an autograph copy, you know, I can't give you the discount that Amazon can, but I can send you one that I can sign in it that you can buy on my website, or you can just go on my website and buy it through many other booksellers or directly from me, but I have to charge you my shipping costs. My dogs are barking. I apologize. Um, <laughs> That's okay. And um, can you tell us your website? Yes, it's Marnie, M-A-R-N-I, Jameson, like the whiskey, J-A-M-E-S-O-N.com. All right. And I'll include that as well in the podcast description so that they can connect with you if they'd like. And, um, and so it has been such a pleasure. I just, I just loved all of the things that you've shared so far. And was there anything else that you wanted to, you know, to add? Um, if any, but if not, no worries. I just love that you had a, you know, just so, succinctly um, shared what's what's inside of your book and I think that this is going to be such a useful one not in you know especially to my audience and that's why I wanted to bring you in and I'm so happy that you said yes so thank you thank you I guess I would just say you know the book helps you visualize and then realize and it Um, it, you know it might stir things up but if not now when we have to live now and that that would be my three parting words would be live well now live well now. I love it. Thank you again, Marnie. And um, I hope to reconnect with you, um, you know, sometime in the future. (laughs) Thank you, Grace. It's been a pleasure.